It's Wired, the Pistons podcast, presented by Jeep. Here's your host, Matt Derry. I welcome in everybody to another edition of Wired as we talk Detroit Pistons basketball with you, our weekly podcast that you can find on the Pistons website and wherever you get your podcasts. Pistons are two games into the preseason. We'll play another one on Friday evening as they'll host the Cleveland Cavaliers at 7 o'clock at Little Caesars Arena before hitting the road next week. Boy, the regular season is just around the corner, less than two weeks away when the Pistons open up two Wednesdays from now in Indiana and then the home opener in two weeks against the Atlanta Hawks down at the LCA. Matt Derry with you, brought to you by Jeep. We'll talk to Pistons second-year man Bruce Brown coming up in a little bit, a conversation that I had with him earlier this week, just about the start of the exhibition season or the preseason, his, his goals for the year, and and what he thinks the team goal should be as well as the Pistons head into this 82-game grind. Let's talk a little bit about the preseason, though, at the start here and, and what we've seen the first two games. Of course, Monday night, a blowout loss at the hands of the Orlando Magic. But Wednesday night, a much better effort and a much better, I, I would say, mix of starters and subs in terms of taking care of the basketball in a 124-117 win over the Dallas Mavericks. And I think the biggest thing that stands out for me, watching this team and watching both games is is certainly what happened on Wednesday night with the second unit. Um, so far, Dwayne Casey has elected to start the three guys that you knew would start, Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, and, of course, the franchise Blake Griffin. But Tony Snell has been the uh, the three-man, kind of a, a long and lengthy three-point shooter, and Bruce Brown has played the two. Now, the bench is really where this team, I think, can be much, much better than a year ago. Remember, last year's team made the playoffs, and last year's team won 41 games, more than many people thought. This time around, uh, I would say the expectation should be higher. Dwayne Casey told me last week, if you listen to Wired, this team is better than they were a year ago, and they're deeper than they were a year ago. I mean, we're sitting here arguing about who should be the 15th guy in the roster. That's a good problem to have. But it was the bench on Wednesday night that really played a big factor in the seven-point win over the Mavs. If you watched any of the game or listened to any of the game on Wednesday, Pistons were down nine in the second half to the Mavs and struggled a little bit, started turning the ball over, and Dwayne Casey turned to his second group. Luke Kennard, Derek Rose, Markeith Morris, Langston Galloway, Thon Maker. Those were the second group guys out on the floor the, those are the guys that played the most minutes. Now, again, Christian Wood got an opportunity. Svee Mikhailuk played a little bit. Joe Johnson didn't play in Wednesday's game. Um, but you look at what Rose and Kennard have done, and many people would say and make the argument, and I've talked to fans all the time, well, why isn't Derek Rose starting? He's better than Reggie Jackson. That, that of course, is up to, to Dwayne Casey to decide, but the Pistons didn't sign Reggie Jackson years ago to come off the bench. Derek Rose is also uh, you know, signed to a one-year deal. So Derek Rose coming off the bench and having the opportunity to play alongside Luke Kennard, I think can be a, 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 a real plus for this team and provide some matchup issues for opposing teams' second group backcourts that, that can really give this, this club a boost. You know, Luke Kennard, yes, you could make the argument should be starting. I don't know about Derek Rose, but, but Luke Kennard for sure. Um, and last night he came off the bench. Scored eight points in the fourth quarter and finished with 19. And you saw some of the development that we've heard about all summer. Derrick Rose scored nine points in the fourth quarter, 18 for the game. So here's the two of them combining for 
37 points and helping lift the team to a win. Now, I get it. It's the preseason. Um, Dwayne Casey's going to mix and match. But he is playing most of his regulars pretty heavy minutes so far the first couple of games. I'm surprised, to say the least, that Christian Wood only played you know, a handful of minutes last night. Svi Mikhailuk, I think, played five minutes in, in the game. Those are guys that need to, to obviously get a longer look from the coaching staff. But I also think that, that Coach Casey wants to set up you know, kind of a first group and a second group and let them go and see how it goes. Because, again, this club's going to open up the regular season you know, in a couple of weeks. So the one concern I've had, certainly, and I think this comes with the preseason, is the turnovers. 39 turnovers the first two games. 20 in the opener on Monday in the loss to the Magic and 19 on Wednesday. That has to be kind of buttoned up, but I think it will be. Look, it's the exhibition season. You're you're, you're out there with guys you're not used to playing with. You're maybe running some new sets that you're not used to running against other teams. So that that's definitely something that I think um, could be an issue. Uh, the rest of the preseason, but as long as it doesn't leak into the regular season and this club does a better job of taking care of the basketball, I think they're going to win some games. I do. I, li- I like this this group, and I like this roster makeup. Biggest question mark for me is going to be health. Will Blake Griffin be able to get through 82 games? We know he's not going to play 82, but I'm saying will he be able to get through the, the regular season and not have happened what happened last year? Derrick Rose has been injury-plagued over the last few years. Obviously, when he was in Chicago, then his other stops, such as Cleveland, uh, Minnesota, and other places. He's going to be a key contributor and a key cog for this team coming off the bench. Markeith Morris wasn't healthy last year. Last night, knocked down five shots. And I'm a big Morris Twins fan. I I, I loved Marcus when he was here, and I like Markeith. And you think about some of the length that he adds, and when he's out there with Thon Maker... He's kind of a pest on D. Then you got Maker guarding the rim. That that could be something fun to watch. This team is, well, we're talking about the first 10 guys, and then we haven't even discussed Joe Johnson or Tim Frazier or Svi Mikhailuk or the new hotness Christian Wood who blew up in the first preseason game and had 19 points, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, are you watching this backup center? He looks fun. He looks exciting. But he's still not a lock to make the roster just yet. But I like what I've seen so far, especially on Wednesday, with how the team played. But health is going to be a big factor, that is for sure. All right, Bruce Brown is a guy that uh, Dwayne Casey has pointed out numerous times as somebody that has made huge strides and big-time development over from year one to year two. The second-round pick that Ed Stefanski loved out of Miami slipped to the Pistons a couple of summers ago. And the one thing that I like about Bruce Brown is his defense. You know, he's played two decent games back-to-back. Now, he's only scored eight points total. Two for five last night with four fouls, uh, uh, four points, five rebounds. Or excuse me, two points, five, uh, six points total. Let me get that right. Two points, five rebounds, four fouls on Wednesday. Four points, five rebounds in the opener. But what I like about Bruce Brown, and we saw this in the game last night, third quarter, he's guarding Luka Doncic, the best player arguably on the floor at the time and the Mavericks' meal ticket, and he's up in his face. He, he, he's bodying him. And even after a whistle where Doncic went up to shoot a shot after getting bumped, 
Bruce Brown kind of slapped the ball away from him. And Doncic didn't like that, turned around and basically said, don't do that, don't do that. And they, they got in each other's face for a half a second. And nothing really came of it. But it's those type of players that can get under the skin of the opposing team's best guys, night in and night out, and are making the minimum, like Bruce Brown is. Those guys are invaluable. Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown belongs. The question is, will he be good enough offensively to warrant starting every night? Because you, the last thing you want to do is start off a game or start off a half, and, and you're playing four on five, and teams aren't guarding him. That's the biggest thing to watch. But as far as defense, tenacity, he fits what Detroit basketball is all about. And I had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week. Hi, Bruce. Uh, great summer for you. And obviously the summer league, where you excelled year two. How much of that will help you for this season? Uh, really, help, it'll be big. Uh, my confidence um, going to summer league was probably a big thing for me this summer, uh, playing well, working on my game, knowing I need to work on. Um, yeah, and just building confidence. Where, where do you stand in terms of this organization and your slot and spot? Uh, you, you, you played everywhere, the three, the two, the, even some one this summer. What do you think your role is going to be like? Um, I really don't. I don't. I really don't know right now. That's for Coach Casey to uh, figure out. But uh, I'm good for any, with anything. Uh, anything to help the team win. Biggest improvement you think you've made from year one now to year two, and what did you work on the most after summer league was done? The only thing I, I mean, not the only thing, but the thing I focused on big was shooting from the corner, and kind of from the top. Uh, most of my threes come from the corner, so I really focused on that. Been working on that all summer, so hopefully it translates to the floor. Talking to Bruce Brown of the Pistons, how how much of this game now is is three point shooting? And and look, you know, back in the old days, it was you had to move around, you're setting screens, you run around. Now there may be some possessions, like you said, you stand in the corner and wait, and the ball is either going to come to you or it isn't. Yep, uh, it's big. I'm, our offense uh, is a lot predicated on corner threes, uh, getting them up, making them. Uh, but for for Blake and the other guys who are going to have the ball in their hands, for me to knock down that corner three gives them more space to do what they want to do and operate. And then it helps me if a defender has to close out on me. I can just go by, and you love, know I love going to the hoop and finishing. You uh, were part of a team last year that made the playoffs, and, of course, that was kind of the goal last year to get there. Blake Griffin gets hurt. You're playing the the one seed. It was it was lights out. What's what's the realistic goal this time around? We can win. We can win it all. Uh, that's our goal going in, and, and it won't change. Win it all? Yeah. But we th if we put the work in, I think we can. We have a great team. Wow, what uh, what what's it what's it take to, to to get to that next step? And that would be about three or four different steps. Yeah, just hard work and, and dedication to the game, uh, keying in on little things. Uh, we have a great team, so why not? What does Blake Griffin mean to this team, and, and how good was he last year? And what was, what was that like? I guess being around somebody like that it means a lot, man. He, he does everything for us. Uh, he was probably our, our leading assist scorer. Uh, Dre got the rebounds, but he means everything for us. Uh, it was kind of different, him not being out there in the playoffs last year. Um, but he's captain of our team. Great dude to be around. I mentioned earlier about the summer league and playing a lot of the one. What, what does it take, I guess, to, to bring the ball up and, and, and kind of run the show? And is that a, a daunting task for you? Is that something you, you, you would embrace? Uh, I think I'll, I'd love to play the one eventually uh, if coach can fit me in there. Um, but it really, you just know the offense, know where people need to be, know your personnel, uh, simple things. Derrick Rose addition, and obviously Markeith Morris, a couple of veterans that know what's, uh, what it takes to win. What's, mm -hmm. What does that mean for this team? Everything, man. D. Rose is a great player. Everybody knows who D. Rose is. Um, 
great player. Played him last year. Kind of killed us. Uh, <laughs> respect his game a lot. Mark Keefe, great foreman. Pop does anything you ask. Uh, just a great dude, too. So this will be a fun year. Dwayne Casey, um, you played for some pretty darn good coaches, and obviously Coach Larinaga at, at Miami. Um, what, what's he all about, and, and, and how great was he for that locker room last year? Coach Casey was great, me personally. Uh, my confidence level, uh, me playing, um, he put me out the floor and put me in positions where I should succeed. Um, and he talks to me every day about anything. I can go to him about anything. Um, and one thing I did struggle with was the three last year. He told me to keep shooting, so that helped me at little stretches during the year. All right, Bruce, appreciate the time, and the best of luck this year. Thank you. All right, so there's Bruce Brown. Matt Derry back with you on Wired, brought to you by Jeep. You love his confidence. You love uh, the expectations. We want to win it all. You know, I, th I think most fans would tell you that uh, this team is should make the playoffs again and hopefully win a series this time around. Take the next step from a year ago. Bruce Brown says, heck with a series. Let's win the whole damn thing. <laughs> I like him. I like him a lot. Again, the question is going to be, as I said before the interview, will he be able to stick in that starting lineup offensively? He's going to play. He's going to be out there. He's going to check people. Biggest question is whether that will be coming off the bench or whether that will be um, as a starter. All right, a lot has been made um, recently of Andre Drummond's comments, and he talked about it at Media Day uh, regarding, Andre, uh, regarding his own future. He has a player option for $28.75 million this summer, and it's most likely going to happen that Andre Drummond is going to opt out not pick up that option, and become a free agent. Andre is entering year number eight. He's a multi-time All-Star, and he is a guy that has grown up here. Some members of the media, some fans will get on Andre for maybe his efforts at times. Other times you look up and you go, wow, a quiet 22 points and 18 rebounds for what is a double-double machine. And Andre Drummond likes it, likes it here a lot. And this is kind of where he's cut his teeth. And he's been through, you know, heck and back here with this franchise. Starting off playing for Lawrence Frank. That seems like 20 years ago. So Andre Drummond has a very big ally in team owner Tom Gorris. And earlier this week when the Pistons uh, opened up their brand new beautiful practice facility downtown, Mr. Gorris, the team owner, was in town and was asked by the media about Andre Drummond's future. Take a listen to what he had to say. Make sure that he remains a Piston. I know you said... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys know many years in a row, you know, how committed I am to Andre. So it is tough. It's... All right, if you had a hard time hearing that, because it's very loud you know, inside the gym where they were doing the interviews, he said he's a top priority. And Tom Gorse went on to talk about Andre's loyalty, uh, how good he is for the culture, etc. Now, remember, this league has changed drastically. There aren't a lot of big seven-footers making a lot of money anymore around the NBA. This league has turned into a three-point shooting league. Some people like to say three and D. Now, three-point shooting and defense and length and having guys out on the perimeter, whether they're Andre's size or whatever, knocking down shots. Andre's game is not shooting threes. He's tried it, but that's not his game. His game is rebounding. And as Dwayne Casey told me last week, he's an elite rebounder in this league, and that's what makes him a star in this league. 
Now, if Andre Drummond were to opt out, you'd say, wait a minute, he's going to make $28.75 million next year? Why would he opt out, especially if he likes it so much here, and he has an ally and a friend in ownership? Well, Andre Drummond would be eligible for what is called the Supermax contract, meaning you've played eight years in the league with the same team, the team that drafted you and brought you into the league, which would be the case for Andre, and you could be making more money and get a Supermax contract. And as John Wall signed for a couple, I think it was a couple of summers ago, the number at the time, and this number could change once they announced the salary cap numbers, but John Wall signed a Supermax contract with the Wizards that paid him $38 million a year. So you wonder why, well, why would Andre Drummond opt out of $28 million? Well, he could make $38 million, possibly forty based on where the salary cap numbers are. But again, he would have to sign that with the Pistons because they're the team that drafted him and they're the team he's been with for eight years. That's how the Supermax works. It rewards players that remain loyal to their own franchise. That's a lot of money. And, you know, if Andre Drummond goes out this year and has a dominant-type season and this team wins a lot of games and he and Blake Griffin do their thing and 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 Andre rebounds the ball like he does, adds more block shots to his arsenal, and more offensively, he'll probably get that contract. The question is, uh, I don't think there's a question on whether or not Tom Gores wants him here. He does. He just said he's a top priority. The question would be, would Andre want to test the waters and and take a look around? But he he had, he will have earned that right. But I know a lot of people ask, well, why would you opt out of that kind of contract, and what would be the money that he would get paid? Again, it depends on where they put the salary cap for next season when they determine that. But I use John Wall as the example because he's making thirty-eight million a year on the supermax contract. All right, folks, you can check the Pistons out on Friday night, seven o'clock, preseason game number three against the Cleveland Cavaliers at Little Caesars Arena. Next week they hit the road. And then the regular season opens up. Man, can you believe we're finally getting there? But we are. The regular season will open up for your Detroit Pistons on Wednesday night, October the 23rd, at Indiana against the Pacers before the home opener on the 24th of October at 7 o'clock at Little Caesars Arena against the Atlanta Hawks. Matt Derry with you. This has been Wired, the Pistons podcast, a podcast brought to you by Jeep. Thanks to Bruce Brown for joining me. We'll do it again next week.